Shelby Foote has probably been talked about, written about, more than any other American pipe smoker in the history of the country. There are probably a couple others that have been written about as much, but no one has been thought about more. And I think there are several good reasons for that. Foote was the premier Civil War historian in this country during the 20th century. Obviously, everybody knows it took him 20 years to write his trilogy. Millions of words. And I just want to take a few moments today to talk about why you should read Shelby Foote's narrative. Not simply know about him as a pipe smoker, but read him as a historian and a novelist. In the pipe today, I have a Peterson 264 uh, Irish Harp Sandblast. Probably can't see it too real good from this distance. But in it, I have Mr. Foote's blend. Shiloh, as it is sometimes called. Uh, Two-thirds Edward G. Robertson, one-third half and half. That mixture, in and of itself, was not favorable to me, so I modified it. I put a few drops of Captain Morgan's spiced rum in it, and I let it sit for at least six months before I opened the jar back up. And I really prefer it with the rum in it uh, compared to not having the rum in it. It needed some extra pizzazz. I first read Mr. Foote's History of the Civil War when I was 19 years old. Actually, the summer I turned 19 years old. I have since reread it twice for a total of three times, and I'm due for my fourth reading. takes about three months to go through it. And uh, what I appreciate about Mr. Foote's narrative of the war is he gives the South its due credit. He does not lambast the Confederacy as a bastion of immorality. He is able to see the honor and the chivalry in both sides of the conflict. I was discussing this with a fellow pipe smoker recently, and uh, he and I were talking about the fact that we as Southerners probably have more in common with Northerners of the 1860s than we do many people living in the South now. Uh, the South Carolina writer Archibald Rutledge wrote many, many decades ago uh, during the 1940s, 1950s period that somehow there are many people living in the South who are insufficiently Southern. And what is meant by that? Well, I think Mr. Foote understood what was meant by that. Throughout his life, if you read his novels, which I have, you read his Civil War narrative, which if you haven't, you should, 
you can tell that Mr. Foote, until the day he died, was at war with the modern world. At war with the indecent, uncivilized nature of a world that is fast-paced, constantly in a hurry to go nowhere, unable to achieve much of anything because of its futuristic mentality. Mr. Foote understood that everything that's important doesn't begin the day we are born, but rather all that we have and all that we are is the culmination of those people who have come before us. When Mr. Foote was born in 1916, I think is the right year, he was far closer to the Civil War period than we are now. Uh, if you study his life, you'll notice that he met many Confederate veterans as a young man himself. And uh, the war was still fresh in the memory of people in the state of Mississippi in the South, um, throughout the South, not simply in the Magnolia State. And it, during the late 90s and early 2000s, uh, Foote did become somewhat criticized because of his uh, pro-Southern perspective on some things, primarily the, the amount of attention he gave to Confederate leaders in his Civil War narrative. And by the way, what has got me on this today is, today is the 159th anniversary of the first day's fighting at the Battle of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, I am in a Civil War mood this week. I'm taking my annual trip to the Gettysburg battlefield next week. And while I'm up there, I will, of course, be visiting Mr. Boswell's shop in Chambersburg. I don't have a copy of Shelby Foote's answer that he provided to a, 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 a question, a person who was interviewing him, I guess it must have been in the late 1980s, asked what does he think about the anti-smoking movement that's going on. If you go to my Instagram page, you can see a copy of this. I posted it many, many months ago. But in a nutshell, Mr. Foote said that it's the most ridiculous thing he's ever encountered. He said anybody in the civilized world understands that a fine cigar, which is the example he used, a fine cigar after a fine meal is to be relished. It's, it, it, it is <coughs> the capstone of a wonderful evening. Smokingpipes.com, Chuck Stanion, I think is the man's name, wrote an article about Mr. Foote on the Smoking Pipes blog fairly recently. And uh, I think he did a fairly good job of representing uh, Mr. Foote, although he spends a little bit too much time uh, recognizing that Mr. Foote had controversial views. I do not see where Mr. Foote's views were in any way controversial, especially um, if you consider the amount of research the man put into it. Uh, into his history of the war, and if you consider um, the time and place in which he was born. 1916 is far different from 2022. And I am not primarily talking about questions of race. 
I'm talking about questions of the entire standard, the, 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 the system by which men judged one another was entirely foreign in the early 20th century compared to what it is now. There was a standard of honor. There was still in the South especially a sense of chivalry. And unfortunately today a lot of that has been lost. But I don't think many pipe smokers are drawn to Shelby Foote because of his Civil War narrative. I don't think 95% of the people who know about Foote and who also smoke a pipe have ever read one word of Mr. Foote. So I do want to encourage you to actually read the man, but at the same time I want you to think about what he stands for as a representative of the pipe community. There are a few photographs of Mr. Foote with his pipe, and I believe that might have been on purpose. But pipe people, regardless as to what part of the country you're from, it doesn't matter if you are historically minded or not. I think that in general, pipe people share Mr. Foote's uh, disdain towards the modern world in which we live. This notion that gentlemen no longer exist, that honor no longer exists. I was in a history class years ago as an undergraduate student and one of the professors I had, history professor, he was talking about the uh, latter two years of the war period, 64 and 65. And for some reason he argued in his lecture that honor is a thing of the past. It no longer exists. Well, I don't think that's true. And I told that professor at the time, I said, if, if that's true, then we have reason to lose hope uh, when we are dealing with in our relationships with other people. If we don't have honor, then we do not have decency. If we don't have decency, we have no civilization. And uh, if we can't respect one another and deal in a civilized manner with one another, even if we strongly disagree with one another, then what's the point in, in, in calling ourselves human at all? We may as well uh, join the animal kingdom if we can't do better than that. I've been watching... Um, What's going on in the pipe world lately? Pipe world, social media, etc., etc. And I, I, I'm disappointed at the the profanity that is oftentimes represented. The types of of uh, conversation that sometimes found on social media among pipe people. That's not what I'm talking about when I'm talking about. Uh, uh, the core of a pipe community. When I sit down for my pipe, I oftentimes have my son on the porch with me. Sometimes I have my daughter. Sometimes my entire family's on the porch while I'm enjoying a pipe. And uh, if I want to listen to something on a, on a, a, a screen, a, tele, a television or a phone or what have you, with my family around, I don't know whether pipe social media is what it needs to be. 
Maybe it just needs to be an interview of Mr. Shelby Foote. But Foote's books continue to matter because he recognized the important role that a historian plays in our society, but more than that, he identified himself as a novelist. When I was in graduate school, I would often go uh, to the library and have to read through some fairly turgid literature to, to do some research to write a paper or so forth. And when I wanted to clear my mind, when I wanted to restore sanity, <laughs> I would go to the Civil War section of the library and pull out Mr. Foote's trilogy and read some material from it. And now that I think on it, I can't remember one time when Mr. Foote's trilogy was ever um, not on the shelf. Apparently, even at that time, few people in graduate school, few people in colleges were interested in reading him. And so I think the importance of Mr. Foote for the pipe community lies far, far less in the type of tobacco he, he smoked, far less in the kinds of pipes he enjoyed, He matters in the way he represents a bygone era. He didn't put up with nonsense. He did not tolerate laziness among scholars, among writers. And he didn't read trash. Uh, I would give just about anything to be able to visit Mr. Foote's home in Memphis, Tennessee while he was still living, before it was sold, before they auctioned off a lot of his, his items after his death, just to see what kinds of books were on his shelf, what it felt like to be in that room, and what it would have been like to share a bowl with the man. As pipe smokers, let's strive to be better people, to read good material, to be decent, honorable, upstanding gentlemen, people who show respect to others in a way that's noticeable and lasting. I'm Alan Haraldson. Thank you for stopping by the Pipe Cottage today.